The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatra, and I'm joined tonight uh, by my good friend Andrew Hansen for uh, the Friday, January 24th slate. We're here to break it down. 11 total games, one showdown slate, 10 games on the main slate. Uh, I missed you last night though, man, so I, I know you had date night. It was... Uh, I believe you said it was your your wife's birthday. Tell us, what, you know, where'd you guys do? I got to know. Well, <laughs> it was actually the end of a little vacation, like four days. So we got out and did a bunch of skiing up here in the Northeast, and uh, yeah, had a really good time. So I, I appreciate the night off. Appreciate Miles jumping in. I had I had fun listening to the podcast today uh, that you guys had done last night, and I understand that we may have a challenge coming up between the two of us with the future of Miles drinking coffee and. At stake, uh, you know. Potentially, we that's it's got to be the next one. Like you know, <laughs> it's got to be. He said he'll drink it if we get it to him. I know. So you know, I'll take. I'm about to just take one for the team and just send it to him. But I think it'd be fun to make a little challenge. Either way, we're both winners in this kind of uh, scenario. You know, loser sends Miles coffee and then we get him on board finally. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think when I first started drinking it, it, I had to warm up to it. You know, I was drinking it like extra light and sweet, maybe a little, a little flavor shot here and there. And uh, now I'm like a straight black guy. But uh, you know, you gotta wean yourself down sometimes. So maybe we we got we'll figure it out with them. We'll get there. We'll get there. But we got a lot of games to uh, to break down. We're gonna jump straight into it. There's only three games on tonight's card. Uh, it's still going on right now. It's about 10:30 um, Eastern Standard Time. So that late game hammer that uh, you know Portland. A Dallas game's getting ready to start. Coach, I'm sure, is cuddled up on the couch right now with his blanket, uh, bowl of popcorn, getting ready to watch it. Uh, but we're, we're both doing pretty fairly well. A um, couple of roadblocks in between. Jared Allen had some decent shares of. I was high on McCray. Um, I had, you know, I played ten lineups. I had McCray in about three or four of them. Those kind of all got sunk pretty fast. Luckily, most of those had my Jared Allens in them as well. So that was a double bite the bullet, but. I still got a few left in the tank. A couple of them are looking good, and uh, maybe by the time this podcast is done, we'll have a better idea. But how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well because I, I avoided McCray. I went with uh, Isaiah Thomas narrative going back to Cleveland. He paid off at his low price tag, and I only got I, I put in six lineups. Only got one with Nance, and unfortunately, that one had Jared Allen. But all the other ones are solid because I've got Bradley Beal, LeBron James, Dwight Howard. And still got Lillard coming tonight. So um, hoping for one of those nights where maybe you cash five out of six lineups, you don't hit anything huge, but profitable night. Yeah, I think we were talking about it before we got on the show, and it looks like Larry Nance is kind of going to be that slate-breaking guy right now. I mean, uh, he came out, I think he's like 4% owned in the 20-entry max and putting up over 40 DK points. So I, I had him in two out of my 10. One of those lineups, I have three people left in it going right now. Um, I'm going to be waiting on Trevor Ariza, Whiteside and Hardaway. Uh, so that one's looking good. We'll see, though. We'll see. But, uh, you know, maybe if you just did one lineup and you had McCray in it and your night's done and you got sunk and you just still wanted to watch this last game and you want to have some stake in it, you know, you can do the showdown or you can always go to mybookie.ag, uh, you know, taking care of all of your sports betting needs. Uh, you can use promo code 
today, T-O-D-A-Y, and that would get you a 50% deposit on up to uh, $2,000. So you deposit $2,000, you get a free $1,000 to play with. You can do that in so many different ways, regardless of the sport, the game. There's card games, parlays, solo bets, over-unders, you name it. They have a little bit of everything, fastest payout, 24-7 customer service line, and... I've been having fun with it, Andrew. It's just, it's a, I do small marginal bets. We, we've talked about this a few times. I don't like to do big bets on games because I already know I got enough invested between my season long and my DFS and everything else. But uh, I've been having fun, man. And I've been listening. I've been listening to the guys, our new, our new partners and buddies over there at uh, Hoopball, um, Hoopball Gaming, and they've been crushing it, man. They've been absolutely spot on. Like. I would say probably about sixty-five percent of the night. So that I've been paying attention to. That may not sound great, but if you're if you're an avid sports gambler and you hear somebody sixty-five percent, you jump on that train. They've been hot. So uh, check yeah, them that's out. A, that's a big number. I've heard a few of their shows. I really enjoy them. So I definitely recommend them as well. Yep. So check them out if you guys could. And uh, while we're at it, you already heard us talk about it a little bit. We're gonna get Miles hooked on it. If you're not already hooked on it, which if you've tried it, you are. Uh, go check out Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. It is the one thing that every single host and, you know, soon to be every single host, I should say, has in the <laughs> cup. Uh, it's, it's all the different blends, whether you like dark roast, light roast, they have everything there. And you can just go to uh, HawaiianIsles.com or you can check them out on Twitter at H.I. Kona Coffee or just do it the easy way. Jump on Amazon. Everything comes on Amazon now um, and to get the drone to drop it off to you. So. Those are the those are our sponsors, man. They're the guys that kind of keep us going, keep the content free, along with all these greats, these great ratings and reviews we've been seeing lately. But we're gonna jump right into this. We have a, a showdown slate, a three o'clock game. A little weird for a Friday to have a three o'clock game. We have the Bucks traveling to Charlotte. Uh, maybe the NBA just figured let's just try to get this one out of the way early. Actually, you know what they did is they sent these folks over to over to Paris. They're overseas. Oh, that's the answer. That's what it is. See, I, I, I actually, that's the first thing that came into my mind, but I figured maybe they'd do that on a weekend. What are they doing on Friday? But Friday's yeah, still, usually, Friday's still usually, the weekend. Yeah, usually they, they do that on Saturday or Sunday, but, yep, this time it's Friday. All right, man. Well, I think you know what is coming next. I am a gentleman, <laughs> so I'll let you start this one off, buddy. Well, I think I'm probably going to go with Giannis as my captain. I don't always go with the highest-priced star. I, I think that's a fine approach a lot of times, but I don't always do it. But here, yeah, look back at the matchup earlier in the season, and Milwaukee just crushed them by 41 points. And it was one of those deals where Giannis and Middleton had pretty big games, and everybody else was just sort of around the same area in terms of minutes and fantasy production. So if we get anything similar to that um, – then I think I think Giannis probably is the play as the captain, and I'll have Middleton in there as one of my utility spots. And then after that, it's just it's mi- mixing and matching. Uh, my general approach to this particular matchup is, I think I'm going to go more towards the wing players than the bigs. Um, I don't think any of the bigs really did that much in the first matchup, and you know. Lopez isn't really the type of center to take advantage down low of of Charlotte's bigs, and you know he didn't in the first game. He certainly could, but you know if I'm only going to make one or two lineups, then I'm going to go with guys like 
DiVincenzo at 5.8, especially if, if um, Matthews is limited. I guess he's probable with an illness, but uh, keep an eye on that for the news. Uh, Corver at 2.0, you know, he's been pretty consistent in terms of a value play to, um, you know, pair with Giannis as a captain. And then on the Charlotte side, you know, these guards haven't been doing too much. Rozier 0 for 6 in his last game. Graham is, um, you know, he was all right, but, you know, just a bit of a cold stretch. So I may fade those guys and go with you know, Monk off the bench at 3.6. Or And then in terms of um, a starter for the Hornets, I think you can look at P.J. Washington or you save a little bit, go down to Bridges at 7.2. I think you just gave like a picture-perfect evaluation, a much better one than I can give on this game because – I, I want nothing to do with it in general. Like, I wouldn't even recommend anybody playing this. It's just going to be uh, a basic crapshoot, and a lot of people might think, oh, blowout, don't play Giannis, but I think you hit the nail on the head. Even if it's a blowout, I don't think there's a single player that in 40 minutes they can outscore Giannis in 20, uh, especially in this matchup. So even even in a blowout, you know, you want to pair him with any sort of bench guys, um, I'm all for it. You know, if I'm looking at the Charlotte guys, uh, I really don't. I really don't trust Rozier or Graham. Um, you probably won't have the money, if, especially if you're captaining, putting or captaining, putting uh, Giannis in your captain spot. So you know, looking at some of these ancillary pieces, I'm with you. I'd be looking at guys like Monk. I'd be looking at Bacon. Probably wouldn't be playing too much Biombo. Uh, maybe get a share or two of Zeller, decent point per minute guy. But you know, I'm, I really don't want to play too much Bridges or Washington, Rozier or Graham. I don't trust the starters in this matchup. Yeah, and you know, as you, as you mentioned with Giannis, um, even if you don't put him in as a captain, I don't I don't see how you can fade him. I mean, I, I do like fading stars occasionally on the showdown slate to get you know an extra you know, starter or two in the mix, but I just don't see it happening. I, I I don't think you can I don't think you can get by without his even if it's you know. 24 minutes and he has 50 fantasy points. I, I think you need him in the lineup. It's, you know, it's not like Graham and Rozier and, you know, Bledsoe are going to go for 45 each. I just, I, I think that's very unlikely. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, man. Ready to move on to the main one? Yeah, we can come back to the mainland here and do some American hoops, like the the real hoops, ten game slate. I do not want anything to do with that showdown slate. I'm not <laughs> big. I don't play a ton of showdowns as it is, but let alone like that's an ugly one, man. You know when it's an exciting game and you know you're gonna have guys like you know three guys on each side or whatever it is and just running it back and forth. Those are fun to watch, but it's not gonna be a fun game to watch. All right, man, let's get this fired up. We got Boston Celtics traveling to Orlando take on. The Magic, it's a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. So there's going to be two 7 p.m. games, a 7.30, a bunch of eights. Um, so kick us off. Where would you like to start, Boston or Orlando? I'll try and work through the Boston side. We've got some injury news. We've got Cantor out. So you would think, well, let's play some Tice, but he's priced up at 5.3, which is a little bit more than I'd like to spend for him. Then on the wings, we've got Tatum, questionable with the groin. Jalen Brown, questionable with the ankle. So that certainly makes these other guys a little bit more appealing. I think if one of those guys is out, I'll take a look at Marcus Smart, 5.9. Played well in his last game. Had some highlight reel passes. That was fun. Fun to see his highlights. 
Um, probably probably won't go with Kemba. He hasn't been doing too much lately. Gordon Hayward is priced up a little bit. So um, probably for me, Marcus, in the end, it'll probably be Marcus Smart or Pass on the Celtics side. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, you know, Hayward I would be in, enticed with, but $1,000 price bump from the last game. So that kind of worries me a little bit. You know, if, if we see Tatum and Brown are both out, then, you know, you could definitely look at Walker and Hayward. Um, you know, I'm not going to, to no fault of your own. How's that? Instead of I'm not going to knock you. Oh, wow. You're mixing it up uh, early. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I'm going to try to mix it. Because, listen. I'm Our gonna listeners to... aren't going to know who's who's on the podcast here. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to mix it up. Uh, I'll, I'll slip up at least three or four times. So don't don't you wait. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm with you. I don't think I'll be paying up for these at 5300 I mean, they're going to need a size going against Vucevic. Um, it's just a tough price tag to pay. There's still a little juice left on the bone. I'm not going to completely dismiss it, but uh, mostly smart for me. I still think he's affordable. But this is a tough. This is going to be a tough defensive game. I think you know I'm expecting a low scoring game here. Yeah, I, I wouldn't dismiss Tice either. I mean, I you you make uh, ten lineups. Um, you, you expect he's going to play more minutes, so I think he, he's worth playing for sure. I was just hoping to get him a little bit cheaper. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, man. Anybody on Orlando? Well, I'll look at Vucevic. Um, you know, eight point four. He's coming off a strong game. Um, you know, we we like to attack the Boston Bigs, and now they're down one. So, you know, he's going to get some minutes against somebody off the bench that is probably not a strong defender. I mean, we're looking at like Poirier or Grant Williams, and you know, they both have various limitations. Williams too small probably to guard him. Poirier not much, not much experience yet. So uh, Vucevic, I'll have in a fair share of my lineups. And then I was looking at Ross, um, but he's a little bit more expensive than I want at 5.4. So I probably will end up just playing Vucevic for Orlando. I'm with you. Keep it moving. That's it. Nail on the head. Okay. Great center, underpriced, going against the Celtics. That's enough for me to have some interest. Memphis Grizzlies going to Detroit to take on the Pistons, the other 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, No real injuries on the Memphis side of the ball right now. Just uh, Bruno Caboclo remains out. And then on Detroit, uh, we have to wait on Andre Drummond. Uh, He's, you know, they expect him to be able to play. They said he was going to visit the dentist, I believe, either today or tomorrow. Um, you know, whatever that means, but they're expecting to play, so I'm expecting him to suit up. Uh, Bruce Brown also uh, currently dealing uh, with an illness, so but he's expected to play as well. So other than that, it's just the usual injuries between like Blake Griffin and Kennard. They remain out. So um, decent game, man. There's a little interest. I think there's a little value to be had in here, but where would you like to start? I'm going to start with Detroit. My man, Reggie Jackson. I've always been a fan because I scouted him when he was at Boston College, and he's he's sort of flying under the radar. He got back into the groove, back into the lineup last time out, 36.75 fantasy points in only 19 minutes off the bench. And this was one of those price tags where I was hoping for him to still somehow be in the 3K range, but he's up to 4.5. But that's not going to deter me. I'm going to get him in the mix here. Hope that he gets over 20 minutes, and anything close to that production, he can pay off value. I like that call. 
Um, you know, he he even mentioned before the only thing that's kind of bothering him at this point is his cardio. So, uh, you know, if he got 18, 19 in the last one, I'd probably expect that to be 23, 24 um, when he's able. And we know at the end of the day they want to uh, kind of limit Rose's minutes if if they don't trade him as it is. Most likely to be gone anyway. But, uh, you know, they've been, they've been kind of desperate for another ball handler. And now they're getting him back. Decent price at 4,500. Uh, what about Drummond if he plays? Any interest in him? No, I think I'm going to fade him. I like some of these guys are a little bit cheaper in terms of the bigs. Um, I don't think it's a bad play. But um, I might have a tiny bit more interest on Valanchunas on the other side, just with the savings of over 2K. Um, How about you? Are you going with Drummond at all? No, probably not. No, he just looks like, you know, ever since this whole trade – rumor happened and everything started flying around it looks like he's been a little bit out of it so uh, i'm probably just gonna steer clear of him unless it's like a super enticing matchup it's not you know memphis isn't any worldly defense or anything like that but um it's not one of those ones that really pops off the page and really entices me out of the center position so i'll probably pass on him and in terms of the rest of the grizzlies we got we got valentunas at 7.2 i've got some interest there john morant 7.0 7.0 coming off a bad game. Uh, on a normal slate, I'd probably have a little bit more interest in him. But um, I, I think the way that I'm looking at building these lineups so far, he probably is going to miss the cut for me. Uh, 72 is, it's you know, the the one thing that bodes well for him. It's like you said, you know, they're going to need a size going against Drummond. Um Valanciunas, 72. It's tough. It's it's right that middling tier. If he was like 67, 68, I'd be more willing to take some share. So I probably won't get there. I'm not going to cross him out of my player pool yet. Probably won't get there. Um, I don't mind Morant, 7K. Um, solid price tag. Matchup doesn't scare me off. You know, 24 minutes in the last one. That was a blowout against Boston. Terrible performance. One of his bad games. Um, I'm expecting a halfway decent bounce back game. And, you know, he just dropped from a guy that was 8,200 last week. So back down to 7K, I'm willing to take a stab at him there. And that's probably about it for me. Okay, well, I can move on then if, if you're ready. All right, Toronto Raptors traveling to New York, take on the Knicks. They'll be played in the, in the garden. Uh, Raptors kind of looking like they're finally healthy again. You know, they got they got their full squad back except for McCaw, but, you know, with everybody back, he's kind of phased out of the rotation anyway. And we're seeing some down price tags over here too as well. So um, tell me what you like. I, I think, you know, we pretty much both can agree that the Raptors is probably the more enticing side of the ball, so I'll let you start with them. Okay. Yeah, and, and when these two teams met up earlier, Toronto didn't have any trouble with them. They won by 28 points. But Siakam did well in that in that matchup. Um, he's only 7.7K, so I don't think we need to fear Randall's defense or anybody else. Um, I've got my eyes on, on, on Siakam. Then, in terms of the other higher-priced guys, um, I, like Van, I like the way Van Vliet's coming back. 7.7 is, is reasonable for him. You know, we are in a big 10-game main slate here, so... Um, I don't think I would play both of those guys. Probably won't get much of either one, but I, I like Siakam Van Vliet probably better than some of the other guys here. And then OG Ananobi at 4.1. He did well in this matchup. He had a double-double. And coming off a down game, I believe, 
So maybe an underowned bounce back, and you know I need some guys here in this 4K range uh, as a one-off. So I'll, I'll keep him in my pool as well. It's a good call, uh, Siakam coming off of a you know pretty uh, pretty nice game too. Um, definitely performed well in this first one. Twenty-two shot attempts the first time that they faced aggressive on offense, despite the scoring blowout. Did all that in only thirty minutes as well. So the shot attempts are up. He's being more aggressive. He took 23 shots against Philly in the last one. I have no problem looking at him. Do I want to target this game as a whole? Uh, probably not. I like Lowry's price tag at 7K, but um, you know I'm, I'm just not seeing that big ceiling game from him in this type of matchup, matchup, especially with everybody healthy. I think that's actually probably where he should be priced, maybe a little higher, like 73 uh, to the 74 range. But um, I think it's just going to be Siakam for me. I don't I don't mind your OG call, 4100 is a more than fair price tag. Uh, minutes have been down with everybody starting to get healthy. That kind of worries me slightly. But, um, you know, I'm willing to take a stab at him, especially because he's kind of like blow-up proof. Even if this game gets out of hand, he'd be a guy that still plays in the fourth quarter. Yes, sir. All right. Anything on the Knicks? I'm, I'm taking a hard pass over there. The only guy I've written down here is Alfred Payton at 5.5. Um, I'm liking a balanced build here. He fits in well. Um, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Peyton. He didn't play in their first matchup, um, so uh, we don't we don't really have that historical info to look at. But um, he just fits my build well, so he'll be in my pool. Alrighty, not gonna knock you for that one. Eight o'clock games. Moving on from the seven thirty, Houston Rockets going to Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. This one is going to be a popular and very fantasy friendly game. And uh, no real injuries on the uh, on the Houston side of the ball to worry about. Everybody's pretty much good to go, except for the normal Nene and Gerald Green guys that are done for the year. Jake Lehman is still out for the Timberwolves, but other than that, they're fully healthy. Um, where are you going with this? I mean, it's we got a lot of priced up guys. We have three guys in this game priced over 10k. Are you are you spending up on any of them? Well, not for my primary build, but if I get to 10 lineups, then. The first place I'm going to look is actually Westbrook. He's, believe it or not, outscored Harden four straight games in terms of fantasy points, and he's still cheaper than him, 10.4. You know, Harden has destroyed the Timberwolves this year in their two matchups, but the one where he went for 49 points, Westbrook did not play. Um, So now with both of them back in the lineup, I would lean towards Westbrook. You know, the other thing with Harden is he's – bit of a cold shooting streak here so um westbrook i prefer there i don't think i'm going to go to cat on the other side even though i like this total i expect a high scoring game but the time that he played in this matchup he went for 27 and 14 but capella didn't play that game so you know again just looking at those similar price tags i'd rather have westbrook than cat the one guy i might play for minnesota is actually wiggins and it's always scary to play him. You know, this is a tournament play. But 7K is a good price tag, a good way to get exposure to this game. And he finally woke up in his last game with 25, 5, and 9. So, you know, anything along those lines that we can pay off his value. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tale of two halves. When Wiggins is aggressive and handling the ball and playing like that point forward role, he's amazing. You know, you look at two of his last four games, he had 9 and 11 assists in those games, 46 and 52 fantasy points. You look at the other games with two and four assists, we're talking 26 and 30. 
it's the ancillary stats that make a difference for Wiggins. He's going to score on any given night, regardless. He's going to have the shot attempts. He's going to take a ton of threes. Probably get to the line a few times, four or five, six times. So it's, uh, it, you know, if if the trend is anything to notice, it's that he's probably going to have a bad game going into this one because it looks like he's going to have good assist game, bad assist game, good assist game, coming off a good one. Uh, but it, it's to anyone's guess right now. I prob- I'm probably not going to get to too many shares of him, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't think I will. I don't really have any reason. I, I'm kind of off of him. I don't really trust him as much as I did early on. Took me getting burned by him for like 10 straight good games before I even jumped on the wagon. Um, so then once I'm off of it, it's kind of hard to get me back on. Um, look at the Houston guys. It's tough, man. There's only a $700 difference between Westbrook and Harden. And, you know, if you were to tell me that two weeks ago, I'd be like, that's phenomenal. What are we doing? Play Harden. You know, right. how, like how cheap is Harden actually? You know, that's probably what I would say because I wouldn't imagine Westbrook being over 10K. But uh, he's there, he's and he's worth it. He's been playing well. Um, Jeff Teague's out of town, so there's not really a stifling you know, defensive matchup. He's going to be you know, Napier, maybe a little bit of Culver. But uh, I'm fine with it, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I have no problem going with Westbrook. Um, I have no problem looking at Capella. He hasn't played uh, in this match but all this season. But Carl Anthony Towns' defense does not scare me whatsoever. 7,600 is more than a fair price tag. That's probably where I'm going to go and uh, draw the line. I don't really want to play too much more. Uh, everybody else, like I said, back to being healthy. Ben McLemore or Avery, those guys are kind of chopping up the minutes, really limiting their um, their upside and lowering their floors as well. So, um, and on the Minnesota the side of the ball, probably I don't I don't mind Tats. He's actually historically done very well against Houston. Um, you know, even despite like the the one matchup this season where he played him with Acapella in last season's matchups, he's, he did well as well. So I don't mind looking at him. Um, I'm kind of with you though. I think I prefer Westbrook over him, and uh, you know that's it. I'm not really playing Napier. I don't want to target uh, too many point guards going against West, going against Westbrook. So not a lot of love for these guys over here in Minnesota for me. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we don't have more guys in this matchup that would make it one where you could really stack the whole game. But just kind of a strange pricing and big disparity and and. You know, some of these Rockets guys are almost like the Spurs, where it's, you know, throw a dart at which one, you know, Macklemore, House, Tucker, Gordon, which one's going to which one's gonna go off on any given night. Yeah, I don't like guessing on that. I'm, I mean, I'm a tournament type of guy, but if, no matter what you're betting, no matter if it's $0.25, cents, $5, $100, whatever it may be, um, you want to feel comfortable about the guys you're playing and, you know, there are these risks that you assume when you're playing in GPPs that you start throwing, but you have to have a reason behind playing anybody. I don't want to just take dart throws on guys. Once I do that, I'm, I'm lost. I don't feel comfortable. Right. That's yeah, a smart approach. Okay, man. Moving on. Uh, Los Angeles Clippers traveling down to South Beach. Take on the heat. Uh, Kawhi Leonard back after resting in the back-to-back. Uh, Paul George will remain out. Patrick Beverly is not expected to play. So, what are you thinking over here in this one? Because in Miami, it's uh, it's kind of kind of a little bit of injury ridden as well. We have uh, Butler questionable as well, dealing with some right knee soreness. Goran Dragic is currently questionable. Uh, he's dealing with left calf soreness, and that's something that's bothered Dragic throughout the season. Um, and then we also have Kendrick Nunn questionable. So. Uh, we may be seeing a little bit of a, a down game for the Heat. Um, you know, it's a lot of news to monitor. We could have a ton of value in this game. A lot to worry about, though. So where would you like to start? 
Yeah, this one's a bit of a mess. Um, matchup of two good teams probably will be a, a game that'll be more fun to watch than really invest in in terms of fantasy. Um, unless we get you know multiple guys that you just mentioned out, and then all of a sudden somebody like Tyler Hero at four point six is going to be much more attractive to me. He's finally kind of back in the groove here with 25 points in his last game, 33 minutes. I know it went to overtime, but still, that's that's good minutes for him off the bench. Um, probably, you know, probably won't play any of the Heat guys if everybody's playing. I, I don't think there's a real real value steal in terms of pricing. One guy that I might look at to fill out a lineup would be Olenek at 3.6. I could see him getting some minutes trying to defend against Harrell. Um, over on the Clipper side, if you tell me that Beverly is not going to play, then I, I would have a little bit more interest in Lou Williams at 7.4. If Beverly's playing, that's probably a little bit more than I'd like to spend on, on Lou Williams on this slate. And then Kawhi, I think, is he's also priced a little bit higher than I'd like when we've got guys like Westbrook at 10.4. I'd rather I'd rather go to Westbrook on this slate. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to have to watch the news here, but I, I don't have a ton of interest in this game. Yeah, I won't be playing any Kawhi with him being. So, I mean, I'd rather play Cat over him. I would rather play Westbrook over him. Um, if, if we hear Butler and all these other guys, a couple of them are ruled in, that's when I would have some more interesting guys like Lou Will and Montrez Harrow. A little scared off of those guys sit. Uh, might just be a, you know, a little bit too much of a cakewalk for the Clippers. Um, you know, on the other side of the ball, if Butler plays, probably won't get a much too many shares of him. He's a fair price tag, but um, I don't like challenging Kawhi Leonard. Um, Bam, I think, would be the guy I would look at, though, 8,200. It's, it's, I would like him at like, that 78. He's been a little bit up and down as of late, but, uh, you know, Big Ben going against the Clippers has been, um, you know, good fortunes uh, all season long. And if, you know, Drogic, Nunn, these guys are going to be, you know, serious impacts whether or not they play. Those are two of the primary ball handlers behind Jimmy Butler and two of the main point guards. Other than that, they don't really have one. So you're going to be, you would end up seeing, you know, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero would basically be a point guard. Um, and you'd have to have a ton of shares of Tyler Hero at that point if he's going to be handling the ball a ton. Um, I would expect one of those guys to play. But monitor the news, and we shall see. Uh, fair price tag, though, and would probably be my main focus in this game as a whole if the news falls the right way. Absolutely. All right, man, moving on. Another 8 o'clock game. Atlanta Hawks traveling to OKC to take on the Thunder. Uh, Atlanta dealing with a few injuries of their own. Trey Young currently questionable. Uh, he missed that last game. Dealing with a little bit of a thigh, some thigh soreness and a contusion. So we'll have to monitor his news. Uh, and then we'll also have to keep an eye on the other side of the ball for Steven Adams. Uh, you know, he's, he's kind of been out of the lineup for a little while. He missed Wednesday's game. It's due to a left ankle sprain, so he's questionable. Um, and we will want to see that news because this is a fantastic matchup. And if he's forced to sit, we should see New Orleans Noel continue to start. But uh, Alex Len's probable. Parker Jabari Parker's still out. Everybody else is pretty much good to go. Where would you like to start? I'll start with the Hawks. Um, if if Trey Young is out, Jeff Teague is four point eight, and I will play him. Uh, I know he burned a lot of people on the last slate, but 
Uh, I think that's a reasonable price tag for him. Maybe get you get him at lower ownership than last time out. Uh, I don't think I'll get to Hunter, but I wanted to mention at 4.4 that he took 16 shots with Teague as the starting point guard. So maybe they have a little bit of a connection, and he looked his way quite a bit. So that's something to keep in mind. But I do have some interest in Collins at 8.4. You know, I like to play these bigs against against OKC if I think Gallinari might be guarding him. Uh, I think that would be a tough matchup for him. And, you know, 8.4 is a little bit pricey, but um, I am looking at I am looking at Collins here on this slate. Uh, it's tough. This this game is <clears throat> a little tough. I'm with you on. Uh, I'll start with the Atlanta side. Well, I'm with you. I'm going. I'm going to go back to the well with uh, Jack Teague if Young's out. I love those scenarios where a guy just burns people. They hop off him. He still has all the same upside that attracted them in the first place. Um, I'm forty eight hundred more than a fair price tag. So I'll, I'll be looking towards him. Uh, I don't mind Werder if Trey Young um, sits. I won't be playing him uh, if Trey Young does play. Collins at E4 is a fair price tag. I don't know if I'll end up getting there in this matchup, though. Uh, Ten games at the end of the day, probably not going to end up getting there too much. I'll be mostly looking at Jeff Teague, Werder. Uh, don't mind Trey Young. If he does play, I'm probably not going to get there as much. Other than that, I'm not going to be going to uh, you know, Cam Reddish. I like your Hunter call. Good pointing out the shot attempts. 16, that's that's massive usage. We'll take that. So uh, I'm not going to go out of my way to kind of get him in there. But if I land on it, I have 4,400 left to my forward or utility spot. I've, I don't mind playing him. I don't mind getting a, a share or two of them. Yeah, tournament play. Absolutely. Um, what about on the OKC side? You So you talked a little bit about um, – I, th- I think I heard you say a little bit about Adams. or Yeah, so I, I think in terms of who I'd actually play over there, Schroeder is my top target. He's a little bit higher than I'd like at 6.4, 6.5, but he's got this revenge narrative going against the Hawks. He also was really strong in his last game. So he's my favorite uh, member of the Thunder to play on this Friday night. I love it. You know, I'm a big narrative guy. and I, like well, the, I know I like you the are. Right narrative. up your alley. And you know he got fired up with the whole Atlanta Hawks thing anyway. So that that really kind of geared him up. He didn't like playing there too much. So 6500 I don't mind paying that price tag. You're paying for it because he's coming off a burner. But the matchup also is, warrants that kind of price increase. And then, you know, if you're not playing him, I still think you should have some exposure, whether it's Paul or Shea. Um, those two toss it up. You know, I think they're both good plays. I do prefer Schroeder over both of them. And I don't even mind Noel if we hear that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Stephen Adams is rolled out again. Uh, played 30 minutes against Orlando, so I think we can expect much of the same. Great point per minute guy. And more than a fair price tag at 5,100. If, uh, if Teague starts and Trey Young is out, does that change your uh, approach with the Oklahoma City guards at all? In yeah. terms of would you play Paul or Shea any less or no difference? I think, I think it definitely impacts it uh, slightly. Um, but you're still getting a nice pace with this game. You're still getting poor team defense overall. So it definitely impacts it a little bit. I think, you know, that might make that difference maker. It's a good thing for you to point out because, you know, shorter coming off the bench, we just know he's going to get that good, good bench usage regardless. And, um, you know, we don't really anticipate him being matched up against Trey Young to take advantage of the matchup. So good call. Okay. Excuse me, I'm coughing over here. We're going to keep it going, though. We have another 8 o'clock game. We have two more of them. Uh, we have the Kings 
Sacramento Kings traveling to Chicago, Chi-Town, to take on the Bulls. A few injuries still to deal with. Rashawn Holmes is getting close to returning, but he's not going to be back. Uh, Bagley sounded like he was close to returning, but he's now been downgraded a little bit, so um, he got ruled out already. So Bagley and Rashawn Holmes both out for the Kings. That's all they're dealing with as far as injuries. Looking over on the Chicago side of the ball, you already know this how annoying this is going to be. Uh, we have Laurie Marketing, probable. Surprise, surprise, guys being listed as probable all the time. Tomas Sadoransky is probable as well. Um, and then we also have Chandler Hutchinson. He's currently probable. And we have <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Archie Dinakin. I'll give you a guess. What do you think it's going to be, my, or my uh, how about, sorry, Andrew? How about probable? He's definitely probable. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you win the jackpot. So everybody probable, and then just the regular guys out, Carter Jr. and uh, Gafford are still out. So um, a little under-the-radar game, I think, overall. I think there's a couple pieces that you might be able to take advantage of somewhere in there, but where would you like to start? Well, as we talked about last time with the Bulls, I'm going to enforce this penalty again. I'm going to fade the entire team <laughs> for that injury report. Um, and because Levine's priced at 8.8, so he's a little bit more than I'd like to spend. And, you know, I know we liked targeting these wings against the Kings, and he scored a bunch of points against them when they played earlier. Chicago actually won that game in Sacramento, but he didn't do much else besides score. And, again, 8.8 is a little bit too much for me. And then on the Kings side, uh, I was hoping for some value with those bigs out that you mentioned, but Bielitsa is priced at 6.7. So... Just not enough there in terms of value. And bet now Deadman's up to four point six. So I am going to fade this entire game. Ooh, I like it. And Deadman might not have to play as much as he did in the last game. So you know, be a little cautious of the value play. They went against Detroit. Uh, you know, he played against Andre Drummond. Then once Andre Drummond got his lip busted and tooth knocked out, we saw him go against Christian Wood, another big body. So he was kind of forced out to play thirty-one minutes. He was the only guy left on the bench with all the other injuries. Yes, that's the same scenario. But we know that they, uh, the Bulls have no problem going you know, small and trying to get marketed at the five. And in that case, they could probably run Belize at the five to match up against them. So I don't mind it at 4.6. I'm not going to be going to them as much. Maybe one or two of my you know, 10 or 15 lineups I might play. But um, you know, proceed with caution with that one. And, and um, you know, I, I normally say don't play too many guards going against the Bulls. But I don't mind looking at the Aaron Fox at 8,100. Uh, he wasn't healthy when these two teams played. But... You know, when this guy gets rolling, he gets rolling. He's been doing well. The shot attempts have been there, but the percentages have been down over the past couple of games. He shot 31% against Miami, but took 22 shot attempts. So I think he's going to get his shot attempts in this game. 8,100, I always keep him in my player pool. He's not a guy I cross out because if I land on him, I feel generally pretty comfortable about his floor and ceiling. Not a must play by any means, though. <clears throat> Chicago, they can kick rocks. I'm with you. I'm on. I'm on strike. Uh, I'm not playing them. Yes, boycott. We're, we're boycotting no Chicago. No bulls. No more bulls. Shh. All right. <laughs> we got three games left. One more eight o'clock game before we break down these last three. Just another quick thank you to our presenting sponsors at mybookie.ag. Use promo code promo code today t o d a y, and that will give you a fifty percent up to a fifty percent uh, deposit bonus match. On up to $2,000. I think I butchered that a little bit, but I think you guys got the gist of it. So deposit $2,000, you get $1,000 of free money to play with. Uh, and that can go for any dollar amount, 200 you can get $100 to play with. So go over there, check them out, guys. Uh, we will be very appreciative of it because it allows us to continue to do this all for free. 
And always <clears throat> the great, the most fantastic coffee. Uh, Hawaiian Isles, always in my cup every morning, and Andrew's cup every morning. Soon to be Miles' cup every morning after, uh, you know, Andrew and I. Well, we haven't got to a play yet. We've we got three games left. we still got to figure that out. Oh, that's uh, right. All right, I'll keep that in mind. But we'll get there. We'll, we'll figure something out. And uh, <clears throat> we'll, get, we'll get Miles in that good stuff. But big thank you uh, to them. They're absolutely spe- splendid. You can go get them at HawaiianIsles.com, or you can just go on Amazon and search Hawaiian Isles Go to Coffee. And if you guys have a, a, a quick second, we'd uh, be very appreciative if you guys can go give us a rate review wherever you're listening to this, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, thumbs up, five stars. It all means the world to us. Even if you can leave a little constructive criticism comment, uh, what you love, what you want to see us keep doing. Uh, maybe you guys want something, tweet us. We will share that. And if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Andrew at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. You can find Miles uh, at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S-6565. And you can find Coach at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. All right, man. Three games left. Denver Nuggets going to New Orleans. The Zion. Did you see that? Did you watch? I it? did. The, I did. The oh, Zion thank, Pelicans. Thank God I did. Boy, was that beautiful. I mean, uh, I, I was talking about it on the podcast. I didn't end up getting too many shares of them, and I was looking like a genius. It was working great up until that fourth quarter. Well, that's the thing. If you miss the game for any reason, and you just pull up the final stat totals, and you see what he did, then it would be a little bit deceptive because he really had not done much until the fourth quarter, and. You know, they were just really tentative with the minutes, not ever playing him more than four minutes in a row until the fourth quarter. Um, and that was when he was priced at 5K. Now he's up to 6.4. So I, I don't plan on playing him, but I mean, that we got to just stop for a minute and just pay homage to this fella. He was phenomenal. What a tremendous fourth quarter. What a coming out party. And I mean, I just love the guy. I love everything about him, his game, his his demeanor. And, you know, you think about his first game, the fact that he was coming back from injury. It's on national television. And, what, you know, just what a performance. And something popped out of me today. I noticed that uh, I got a reminder that in Kobe Bryant's first game, he didn't score any points. And to think that Zion put up those numbers, hitting four three-pointers for a guy that's not expected to be a strong outside shooter, man, that was just phenomenal. So um, he's going to be real fun. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I just don't. I just don't trust the minutes um, with his price now up at six point four. Even though everybody's saying he's feeling fine and all that after the first outing, um, I'm actually going to look to favors in the front court at five point nine. He did really well. He only played in one of the matchups against Denver this year. It was the Christmas game. He had forty two point seven five fantasy points. And by the way, that reminds me, if you look at Favors' game log on DraftKings, and you know how you can pull up in the splits and look at the the times that he has played against Denver? Let's see, I'm trying to find his, there he is. So you go to splits, and it says versus Denver one game, 
And you go all the way to the right and it says fantasy points per game, 21.4. That's actually a little bit deceiving because New Orleans and Denver have played twice this year, but Favors only played in one of the matchups. So he actually scored 42.75 fantasy points. But here they're saying he averages 21.4 against Denver as if he played in both games. So they, they divided it by two. But he only played once. He got 42 fantasy points. And that's why he's going to be one of my core players. All right. That's a good call. I mean, he played uh, – uh, with me, it's, uh, if I know he's playing the minutes, I got no problem. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eye on the news, see what the restrictions look like. I'm a little worried that after him being on and off, uh, you know, the injury report that they want to be a little bit more tentative, especially with Zion back. They're, they're, the roster finally shaping up and looking good. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm going to keep my eye on that. Otherwise, I love that call. 5900 is a fantastic price tag for him. Um, other than that, you know, I think you can look at Lonzo at 71. I think that's more than a fair price tag for him. Probably not going to get to too much Ingram. It won't knock you if you do want to play him. But uh, I think Lonzo is going to probably be my primary target if anybody on New Orleans. And, uh, you know, bouncing over to the other side, Jokic up to 9-7. Any interest in him? No. He's struggled in both of these matchups. Hasn't hit value. So I'm going to go to these other centers like Vucevic um, and even Favors in this matchup, you know, as I just as I just mentioned with the difference in price. I mean, he's, you know, he's a little bit more attractive with the other injuries, Millsap and Plumlee out. But, um, you know, I still would rather pay it, use my money for some of the other stars. Yeah, and you know we saw Plumlee's minutes kind of get tippied up. We saw Hernan Gomez get a couple, and the rest get spread across their small ball lineups. Grant played some pretty big minutes in the in the last one, thirty five, pretty much averaging at least thirty four over the past few games. Um, Grant's playing well, but he's priced up now six K. I don't think I'll end up getting there. I think I'm with you. I'd, I'd rather play favors at a hundred dollars less than that. Um, so I I don't think I'll end up getting to Grant. Barton struggled in this matchup earlier in the season. I don't mind him. Uh, 7,300 is a fair price tag. All these injuries, you know he's going to have to do something on offense. He's going to have a high usage. Uh, it's also one of those faster-paced matchups where you can easily see some more ancillary rebounds. So those would probably be my two primary targets. But um, not, I think I, everyone's kind of priced up, man. You're not really getting a great value out of anybody over here on Denver. Yeah, they definitely were prepared for those uh, guys missing and adjusting the price tags. One guy I might look at would be Beasley at 4.3. But other than him, because, you know, he's actually a reasonable price tag for a, a guy coming off the bench. But he, the last two games, he's had 24 and 31 minutes. So um, and, and we've seen in the last couple of weeks, he's he's had a couple of real strong games. So I'd keep him in the pool. All right. We are done with these eight o'clock games. We're moving on to bigger and better things over here at 830 land. So 830 Eastern Standard game. We have. Phoenix Suns traveling to San Antonio to take on the Spurs. Phoenix, Cam Johnson still out. Aaron Baines currently is going to be, actually he's currently doubtful now. He was questionable dealing with hip soreness, but now he's doubtful. So he's most likely to sit as well. So those are the two, only two real injuries going on over there in Phoenix. And San Antonio is healthy as can be. So I'm a gentleman. Lead us off, my good friend. <laughs> well, this time I think I may stick with Phoenix. Um... And these two teams played a nice, high-scoring, close game just a few days ago. San Antonio pulled it out, 120-118. to And I think there's a decent chance we get something similar. 
And this game, I think, is one that you can actually stack and get, you know, as many as four guys in there, sort of a mini game stack. Booker and Aiton both played really well uh, in this matchup earlier. And we've got we've got Baines doubtful, so hopefully Aiton will get those minutes. You know, they all had sort of a dud in the last game out against Indiana. But assuming they bounce back, I like those two guys if you're going to stack this game. You can also go with Bridges. Uh, he played 32 minutes when these guys played recently, and Cam Johnson was out. So assuming Johnson's out again, and we can get 32 minutes out of Bridges, he's he's nice third piece to add to the stack here. And I might run it back with DeMar DeRozan on the other side. And then, you know, maybe take a shot at one of these guards. Um, you know, Mills, 3.5, you know, t- last three games in terms of minutes, 29, 12, and 24. I think you could look there. And Lonnie Walker down to 3.0, last three games in minutes, 20, 18, and 13. So not not guys that I'm going to play much of, but you know, maybe a share of each of them. I'm with you as far as Suns guys. I actually have a little bit more interest in Rubio than I do Booker. Okay. Rubio's played well in this matchup as well. Two games against him so far, 45 uh, DK point average, I believe so. Uh, <clears throat> I don't mind turning to him. 7,300 is more than a fair price tag. Uh, you know that San Antonio is going to run out plenty of traditional point guards, uh, none of which are really locked out other than Murray, and that's the one that gets limited the most, so... Um, I'll be looking towards him. I think he'd be my favorite option of the three, just because of simple price tag. I don't mind Booker. I don't mind eight, and I think they're both fine plays in their own merit. But as like Rubio's price tag at seventy three, I don't think I'll get to Ubre. I uh, don't think I'll get to much Sark, although I don't mind the price tag. And I like to call on Bridges. I didn't notice he's actually um, been getting you know a little bit of extended run with Cam out. So um, I don't mind looking at him if you need to save a little bucks at forty five hundred as well. Great. Uh, looking at San Antonio, for me, it's down game for DeRozan in the last one. His price kind of dropped because of it. Uh, I I really don't have a problem going back to the well, though. He, you know, If he's going to keep handling the ball like he's been doing, that one game, one assist, uh, I'm going to kind of consider that out of the norm from what he's been doing as of late. You know, four games prior to that, he's averaging at least you know eight eight assists in those games. So uh, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm okay with going back to him. I think 7900 is a fair price tag. So if you want to look at him, I don't mind it. Uh, Aldridge again, same thing. 75. I prefer to rose it over him uh, slightly, but they're both very much in play. I'm not gonna be playing Murray. I probably won't be playing White now that White's priced up at. Uh, 4,900, and then I think Rudy Gay. Um, we're going to want to monitor the minutes because he's just coming back after missing a few games. He only played nine minutes in the last one. Uh, but if there's no real restrictions, and let's say he's playing 20 to 24 or 25 his normal role, I think at 3,700, that's a you know solid value option. But we're going to want to want to see and hear the news on that before we go out there and you know risk it. Yes, we would. One more fun stat. I just noticed that for DeRozan, in his last seven games – He's had three games where he's missed a triple-double by one rebound and one assist. He's had nine rebounds and nine assists three different times in the last seven games. So maybe he puts it all together here and finally gets a triple-double. Hopefully, man. He's been super aggressive as of late and kind of, you know, it's, it's like I said almost with Wiggins before. <clears throat> if he, Wiggins is playing that point-forward role, I love it. Uh, DeRozan's kind of doing that now. And, you know, he showed this a few times throughout his career, little glimpses, little spurts of two weeks or a month where he wants to play a little bit of point guard. Does fairly well with it. It seems like he almost just gets bored of it. 
All right, one game left. Late game hammer. This is a real late game hammer because we go from an 8.30 to a 10.30 game. West Coast, it's going to be uh, the Indiana Pacers traveling to Golden State to take on the Warriors. A uh, few injuries to note as in here. Malcolm Brogdon's dealing with a concussion. He's already been ruled out. Uh, Victor Oladipo is still out. And then Golden State, Curry's still out. Uh, Clay Thompson's still out. Kevon Looney is currently, I believe, questionable. He said he hopes to be back later this week. So but there's a chance that he could play. Um, I would probably say he's more likely than not. But monitor, I don't think it impacts anything really too much anyway. But uh, what are we looking at in this one? Well, for me, with, with Brogdon out, uh, I'll look at T.J. McConnell. You know, he, here's a replacement guard that's under 5,000. And when he took over for Brogdon against Phoenix, he was excellent. He had a double-double, 40, over, fan, over 40 fantasy points. So I wouldn't expect over 40 fantasy points, but um, something in the 30s would be nice uh, since he's under 5K. I, I would take that. And I'll consider Sabonis at 8.6. And then on the Golden State side, I'm not liking too much, but I did notice that uh, Marquise Chris, 3.7, two straight games over 22 fantasy points. So um, I think I think he's worth a look as a value play. Yeah, I think I think McConnell's a solid. I don't like how they priced him up to 49. But I do like, you know, Holiday as well. Whatever guy's starting, I think, is the, is the option that you're going to want to go with. And there's no real secret with that. We've seen several different times this season where Holiday was a starter. Um, a few more of the recent games where Brogdon had to get shelved. We saw um, McConnell jump into the starting lineup. One of those nights, I think he burned the world down. And everybody had him as the, you know, the chalk play at 4K. And he just kind of busted with, like, 16 uh, DK points, whatever it may be. But I have no problem looking at one of those guys. Uh, preferably whoever the starter is, both at more than fair price tags. Probably won't be getting to too much Miles Turner, even though he's down at 4,900. Sabonis, don't mind him, 8,600. It's a little bit priced up. Matchup is rock solid, though. So I think he's in a good spot. Good exposure to the late game hammer. I'd probably limit it to those three guys, really. Um, Golden State side of the ball. Uh, I, I got to like Russell. I mean, when you look at him and the usage in close games and he's playing 35 or 36 minutes, it's pretty much a sure lock for at least 40 DK points with the upside of 50 to 55. Uh, tough matchup, but, you know, Brogdon off the floor, he's going to get a little bit of a defensive discount if he ends up having McConnell on him. Yeah, I, I think um, I think he's worth a look for sure. We, we know he's got this terrific upside. And if he decides to show up, then – he could he could absolutely smash value. Yeah, and I like your Chris call too, especially knowing that they're going against Indiana and they're probably going to have to do a little bit of double big lineups. Um, you know, that's either going to be one of two things. They're either going to run a you know a good amount of run between Willie Cauley Stein and uh, Marquise Chris, or they're just going to actually play Draymond Green his normal allotment of minutes. But that's kind of a toss up. If we knew Draymond's playing at least thirty to thirty five minutes, I don't mind him at fifty four hundred whatsoever. Um, might want to wait and see, but if you're playing GPPs, he's worth a dart throw in a couple of lineups. Okay. All right, man. I think we're uh, we're through. That's it. All done. Eleven games, just 11, like that. Eleven games, and we did that fairly quickly, man. We cruised through it. Uh, I think we touched on everything fairly well. Did it? Did so in under an hour. Uh, so most people can hear this in just one commute. Maybe not even have to fast forward it unless you you know really want to get through it very quickly. But uh, we got smooth, smooth voices that will, will keep you on. 
but we'll be back. We'll be back. So tomorrow, I believe, I am on with uh, Coach. So that's actually going to be our Friday show. We record that Friday night. So that actually gets recorded Saturday morning. Comes out a little bit later, but you'll be happy it does because a lot of the news is more updated and uh, current. So it helps everybody out a little bit more. And then it's going to be you and Miles on Saturday. So that's it, man. We are all set. Any uh, any foul words before we close this out? Nope. Let's have some fun and uh, start off in Paris then come back to the U.S. and Big Ten Gamer. Good luck to everyone. Absolutely, guys. Good luck, and we will catch you later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.